Radical, episode 156. Welcome to Radical, ladies and gents. I'm your host, Shane Hazel. As I alluded to earlier in the week, I have another interview show for you guys this week. Very different uh, in terms of content. Um, Today, I get to hang out with the great uh, man, Tommy Sammons. Tommy Sammons is a... I don't know. He's he's just one hell of a good guy. He's down to earth. Uh, f- you know, f- just just reminds me so much of you know m- my childhood and, and a lot of the guys that were around um, when I was growing up. Just you know, salt of the earth guy, uh, homesteader on top of being a, a truck driver. You know, he's got kids of his own. And in this episode, that's what we talked about. We talked about fatherhood and uh, some different approaches, um, some of the things that we've learned, and some of the things that make us just, you know, spoiled to death to be dads. You know, just the things that we we love, the things that we've, you know, seen and reacted to, the lessons we've learned. And, I mean, it was, it's it's one of those conversations that I think, you know, it's it's easy to, I don't know, maybe gloss over in your mind. Um, when you think about the, the daunting task of raising kids, cause let's face it for the most part, I know a lot of you guys are out there and in this day and age, it's just like, man, what am I going to do to put food and clothes on my kid's table and on their backs and you name it. This is like, it's, it's daunting. Um, but to really get back and enjoy, you know, the, that time that is so special and sweet with these miracles that, you know, we brought into this world. Um, I hope you guys find this podcast, you know, just, I don't know, different. I hope you find it wholesome and I hope you find, you know, something that you can relate to or something that you can use um, from our experience in your own life or maybe just um, some, you know, some ability to to maybe go back if you're past this stage um, of, of parroting. I don't know, you know, just, just something a little more... Um, less serious uh, in terms of politics, for God's sakes, more serious in terms of what real life is all about. Um, maybe a little whimsical and reminiscent. I've uh, been feeling that way a lot lately, uh, probably because of the times we're in. But um, first and foremost, if you guys would go out there, give the show a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I will read it. I need some reviews. Uh, I think we were catching up uh, with episodes to reviews ratios and man, I could definitely, uh, you know, have a lot of you guys and I know you're out there. I know you've listened. If you've listened to five shows, man, please go out there and leave a review. Um, and if you would like to support the show, you can go out to patreon.com slash radical pod and become a patron for as little as a dollar. Great deal. At any rate, um, and anything else, you can send my way at Shane at RadicalPod.com, or you can go to the website RadicalPod.com and find anything that you want there, including merchandise. I think maybe by today, um, it should be up and looking a little bit different, a little bit cleaned up, especially behind the scenes. Thanks to Natalie Bruno uh, for doing that again. And um, I guess sit back, enjoy the show. This is the year zero podcast with tommy sammons enjoy yeah all right so we had a request uh to have you back on the show to talk about fatherhood some more and to get into um some of the lessons that we've learned and i've learned some really hard lessons uh having children at at a very young age um i started my first son was born when i was 19 so i definitely wasn't mature or ready for children at that point in time but you know he survived 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, and here's the thing, man. It's like I I don't know what that is. Like I that was one of my greatest fears as a young man, right? Is like becoming a dad too early, you know? Mm-hmm. Because like I I'll tell you, like my dad was just he was he worked his ass off and i mean there was a lot of times during the week where you know i wouldn't see my dad but like i knew what he was doing he, he was out you know busting it trying to make our lives better in you know one two three jobs whatever but when he was home man it was, he was home like it was quality time kind of deal and like yeah. i was like man if i'm 19 years old am i going to be you know able to do that kind of stuff right like am i going to be able to you know be that good of a dad right yeah and, and I think that's something I ran into a lot and it wasn't because I didn't enjoy spending time with my kids. It was, I didn't know what, what kids needed. Right. And so like, cause I got my, my ex-wife, uh, my first wife divorced me when I was in the military. So I wasn't, obviously wasn't around. Mm-hmm. Um, we had three kids at the time I was 21, two, 22 years old, something like that. And, um, and so you, I got you had three kids by the time you were 22. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't ah. know what it, I, I didn't even know what a TV was at that point in time. Um, I, I had one form of entertainment <laughs> and it showed proof positive. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess the good thing at that age of having three kids is ha- having some energy though. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not saying they don't zap it from you, but like maybe, you know, on the upside, if, if there are young guys out there that are going to watch this or listen to it, it's like, well, man, you know, like one of the things that you do have when you're 19, 20, 21 years old, if you're thinking about kids and, you know, you're maybe a better spot than I was at that age or more, more mature than I was at that age. Like, at least you got some energy. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and my thing was, I probably wasn't more mature than you were because, you know, I, I was I was airborne infantry. So, I mean, it was just a frat party. You know, and so it was it was one of those things that was it, it, it was really hard for me to wrap my mind around, like being a father. But when, before I went to the military, it was I was always wrestling with my kids. And like that, that was like our quality time. We were just on the floor rolling around wrestling. And what I didn't realize is going through the divorces that I went through and having the child support I had to pay and being financially in the situation that I was in that I was stealing quality time from the kids. Much like your father, I was gone a lot because I was a truck driver. So I was gone a lot and working. And it wasn't until I guess my daughter was around 18 years old that I realized that she she had felt neglected by me. And I mean, that hurt because it's like, I was never trying to neglect you. I was trying to just give you as much as I could and all I could give you because you, the situation of the divorce and the, the distance was make sure that you had the necessities in life. And then when I did see you, those two, three hour conversations that we'd sit down and have and just enjoy each other's company, I thought was making that um, bond tight. Now, I never had this issue with my sons. I had this issue with my daughter. And uh, it did. It has caused friction, and it's it's really hard to deal with. It's something that you really have to pay a lot of attention to your different children's personalities to understand how to oh. interact with them. Yeah, I mean, oh, if that doesn't say so much, I mean, it's it's hard to even know where to start when you're talking about 
you know, kind of catering to each individual kid, right? Like, right. And, and that's extremely important. I, I, I was going to ask you real quick, how, how old is your daughter now? She's uh, 21. So, tw- I mean, 21, you know, if there, there's still, you know, some of that stuff, you know, until you are either an adult who's paying your own way for everything um, or an adult who's paying your own way for everything and, you know, have a kid, you know, where that motherly, fatherly instinct kicks in to say, yeah, I got to provide the the basics, right? And so, right. you know, maybe it hits her at a, at a later time in life. And I'll tell you, you know, just just for me, like my dad says stuff, you know, or, or said stuff, you know, even back in the day. And I'll tell you, like, I, I, I'm still learning from the man, right? Like when, and a lot of the times it's funny as hell, what, you know, like what he used to talk about and he's like, yeah, someday you'll understand or, or maybe you won't, I don't know. But like, you know, the, the older I get and the further into fatherhood, I go the the wiser my dad is, even from yeah. an earlier state, right? And you're sitting there going, like, man, I definitely. And the thing is that I didn't see it at that age, and so you know, like, I, I think there's hope even for you know, you, you know, not just your daughter, but anybody who's got kids that maybe you know your kids feel like maybe I don't know they're they're neglected of some sort, but you know they saw you, you know, they saw those long hours, they saw that you were, you know, it's not that you were, you know, out screwing off, it's not that you were out like going to, you know, baseball games or, you know, concerts or, you know, just having a grand old time without them. It's like you woke up, you got dressed and you went and you busted your ass, you know, and it's just you know, live and repeat a lot of times for I think most people, man, and I mean I, I, I'm, I'll tell you, you know, until COVID hit, I was on the road probably three weeks out of the month, you know, and like you, like those early years, you know, you, you miss a ton of time. You miss the, the tuck-ins at night. You miss the bedtime stories. You miss the wake-ups. You miss, you know, field trips. You miss all these things. And like, there's, there's some stuff that can linger inside of people. I think, you know, with like, you know, a little bit of remorse at the end of the day. And there's, I think, you know, by the time you get to it, it's, it's just, where do you find balance? Where can you find, you know, happiness? And here's the other thing is if the, the other side of that is if you're always around, I think sometimes kids take for, that, you know, for granted as well. Right. It's just right. like, you know, you can be around too damn much sometimes. And if you're around too damn much, Man, like, I think that might even be more dangerous than being around too little sometimes. Right. Yeah, because when I was growing up, you know, my dad, he was working like three full-time jobs. So even even when we were in the same house, I didn't see him a whole lot when I was really young. But when he was home, like, he would, it's like your dad. He would take me out to throw the football, you know, like, right. whatever. We would, we'd go do something, go play basketball, go throw the football, whatever. And so mentally, the way I was, I processed raising children as a father was my, my, my primary goal was to, you know, provide. And then secondary was the nurture and the, and the, and the time, you know, and that was like, and maybe making it a binary like that in your, in my head was due to immaturity because now I can look at it and go, oh, well, I could have done better about this. I could have, I could have been more, you know, uh, assertive in texting my kids during the week, you know, and I'm still bad about it. I'm, I'm horrible at keeping in touch with people. I'm like my, I am son, too, man. 
my youngest son, if he doesn't hear from me in about for three weeks, two or three weeks, he'll just randomly text me and be like, Hey dad. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, what's going on, dude? Like, cause I get, you get so caught up in the day daily, you know, strife and working and taking care of the, the chickens and gardening and this, that, and that, that it's just, it's you're always busy. You're never like stop to think, Oh, I need to call somebody, you know? And, <laughs> you know, like, and, 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 and being a truck driver, you would think that I would have more time to, to make phone calls or, or something like that, because I could just hit a button on my headset and be like, call such and such. But my mind is like so focused on the road and just getting down the road, getting, I'm not even, I'm not thinking about that. Now I talked to a buddy of mine yesterday, we recorded and we're talking we were talking about the relationship between men and women, and uh, he, I was, I was telling, I was relaying a story to him. And I, when I first started working locally here recently, my wife told me she goes, "I miss you more now when you're at work, knowing that you're going to be home at night, than I did when you were over the road." Do you feel the same way? And I was like, "No." Like, I know I'm going to be home that night. Like, it's just like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's maybe a little bit of a different perspective for, for the people who are still at home versus right. uh, you know, the people who are on the road for sure. Cause not sleeping in your bed, man, not being in your house. That's a different thing altogether for sure. Right. Yeah. And then I was also recalled like when my, my first wife, she called me at work and she was in the middle of the day and I answered the phone. And I was like, yeah, what's going on? And she goes, I just wanted to call you and tell you I missed you. And I was thinking about you. Are you thinking about me? And I'm like, no, I'm thinking about work. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, That's, of course I am, honey. What do you think I think about when I'm here? Oh, man. Nothing that, you know, a little, little white lie uh, wouldn't hurt. But yeah, I mean, to your point about the uh, keeping up with um, your kids, you know, like even just sending them a text and all that kind of stuff. I, you know, we, we wanted to talk about fatherhood on here and um, my kids were, you know, that age, like a couple, I don't know, maybe a year or so ago, we bought them um, these tiny little uh, iPad uh, touch or whatever it is. Basically it's not a phone, but they have a couple little apps and, you know, some set permissions. And one of the oh, things yeah, they yeah. Do is if they have Wi-Fi, you know, they can text or FaceTime me. Um, right. And, you know, it's been one of those things where sometimes at night I'll get a text from, you know, one of them where it's like, good night, dad. I love you. Right. And it's like just that little extra effort, like even, you know, like on their part, like I sat there and said, why don't I do that? Why don't I initiate no. this kind of stuff? Like, it, like maybe it's our generation, brother. I don't know. But like it, it is, you know, there are some cool things about like, especially tech in this world where, you know, if you want to say goodnight to somebody, you know, I think that's a really just a, a cool little, you know, quick way to sit there. You know, maybe you're on your phone before you go to bed anyway. I don't know. But like to be like, hey, I miss you. I love you, son or daughter or whatever. And good night. Right. I hope you have a great day tomorrow, whatever. Right. And like, I think that's a, you know, a really good thing. And, you know, as we're talking about, it's probably something I, I probably need to implement my own life a little bit more. And yeah, I I'm like you though, man, it's like, you got a billion things going on and they, a lot of it you have to be super present for, because let's face it, man, like some of the stuff that, you know, driving a truck for God's sakes, operating a chainsaw, or, you know, I don't know, some type of piece of heavy equipment where you're farming or plowing or turning fields, like you name it, man. Like what, like what you're doing is a lot of times either accomplishing a dangerous task or thinking through, you know, a dangerous task so that, you know, at the end of the day, you've, you're, you're prepped and you're ready 
so that you can go and pull it off without killing yourself or anybody around you. Uh, and, and I mean, it takes a ton of focus. It, I mean, like, I don't think people realize the amount of focus it takes not only to do that, but then like at the end of the day to come in and divorce yourself from that kind of stuff and carry on communications with people that absolutely have no idea what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like my, my morning routine is I get up and for about the first hour, hour and a half, I'm awake, I'm drinking coffee and I'm reading. And my afternoon routine is I walk in the door, I grab me a beer, I go sit on my porch and I have a cigarette and a beer. I'm like, just give me a minute <laughs> in my yeah. You know, my dogs there, you know, I have a uh, 95 pound pit bulls that are under the yeah. age of two. And so they think it's time to jump on me. And I'm like, get the fuck off of me. Just get off. Leave <laughs> <laughs> me so alone true. for one minute. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta have some buffer space and time for sure. <laughs> well, and it's not like I have it driving home. Cause I live like, I live like 10 minutes from where I work. So it's like, <laughs> you know, coming yeah, home, man. it's like, usually my wife's like, can you go to the grocery store real quick before you come home? Or I'm like that, you know, so, man. And yeah, so when you're with the kids, though, you're you don't you you almost have to ignore. And that's the that was like the hard thing. And I think that's what's hard for young people is you have to ignore what your own desires are. Like you have to take into consideration how that focus that you're taking away from them at that moment that they're desiring that focus is affecting them. And I think that's really what my, my daughter was getting at. And I, I don't blame her for it because I'm like, Oh, okay. Like I'm not a girl. I don't know what a girl needs. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm, it's okay. Like if you say this and, and you mean it and it, and it hurts your feelings, then I'm aware of it and I feel bad for it. I don't I can't go back and change it. So all we can do is move forward, you know, and she as you brought brought up, she has had uh, her own kid. So things have changed slightly as far as our communication goes. But she has had her own kid and um, she, you know, she's she's going to be able to see that as that child matures and what her focus or her husband's focus is, you know, in that child's life, she'll be able to more identify but at the same time i i do feel like okay like i i, I learned something it's just too bad it took me so long to learn that you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think every you know like if, if you take a step back in the, in the ideal world you're like yeah you know what at the end of the day i want my kid whenever they come to me whoever it is right to to feel like they are the center of the universe right right and um there man i, I there are there's such nuance around this as well, especially like in a changing in the changing paradigm we're in, right? There's a lot of people out there, myself included, who really spend a ton of time at home now, right? Like I spend a ton of time in my, my office studio here. And it's like, there, there also needs to be this understanding that, Hey man, there is workspace and there, like, there are things that, man, I got to get done so that right. you guys eat so that we got, you know, power and clothes and you, you name it, man. And that, that's a, you know, that's a conversation that you got to have with kids. It's also a conversation, you know, like us, man, we homeschool. So like my kids share a wall 
with me for, you know, the, their daily life. And so, right. you know, setting up those, you know, those little rules and boundaries so that everybody's clear on what it is and, you know, what, you know, that time and space is, and it all, it, it differs. It differs from, you know, the time I'm, you know, I come in here super early in the morning, uh, till like my regular work hours are done, you know, and then I start doing, you know, podcasting stuff or, right. you know, something, something outside of this, or, you know, it's time to go out and do some work outside or, you know, just, just all these things. And it's, I mean, to, like this, this is the, the, I, I think the, the kind of the, the modern father, you know, like if you're struggling through a lot of this kind of stuff, it's probably because you haven't really sat down and thought about it and you haven't really kind of come up with some guidelines. It's not that you want to like not see your kids during the day. It's not that you want to be this like Android that sits in front of a, a computer or whatever you're doing at the house. It's that, Hey man, like there are some, there's some real understanding of, you know, deep considerable work. Like there are, you know, for different ways people think like, Oh God, what was the book that I was reading, man? It, um, it, it may have been by might have been by Tim Ferriss probably was by Tim Ferriss but it was you know talking about like the concentration of work in a small part of the day um you know for like kind of admin nonsense right mm -hmm. and then really getting into the meat of your work and just you know getting in there and absolutely crushing it for you know maybe two to three hours right right and then after that you know that really kind of almost wipes you out for, you know, I don't know, six, seven hours of the day almost. And that, that understanding that like that time where you're really just striving and pushing and, and, you know, getting knocking stuff out that really pays the bills. Like that's time that you, you need, man. Like that's a, that's a time that I think, you know, as a, as a dad, especially, you know, that's something that's, you know, really, something i don't know maybe that a lot of people miss is like hey you need to work and you need to be able to work self-sufficiently by yourself even if you're part of a team you know for a duration of time to really excel at whatever you know your tasks are and and, and to be able to do that man you got to be oriented you got to be you know you've got to have some list of things and you've got to be you know somewhat uninterrupted during those those times where you can just you know you're going to do things that other people can't if you can do those things basically yeah yeah and you know that's uh that's that's something that i really think about is choosing the path that i chose to go down as far as as the as work goes mm -hmm. right <clears throat> some of it was just reactionary some just i'm just reacting to things going on in my life and and just ending up where i ended up you know you know, 30 years into working or however long I've been working, it's a, it seems like forever. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. When you're getting blisters as a, as a young man, maybe, you know, nine, 10 years old. Yeah. It seems like forever, doesn't it? Yeah. So, but, but also I've, I've thought about like the, the, the modern era and raising children in the modern era. And now all my kids are, I mean, like my youngest son, he's in high school. So it's like, uh, you know, we, talk via text he's busy out with his girlfriend and he got a new car and he's doing all this crap you know so i'm like all right yeah good good for you man you know he's and but he's he's such a he's such a a cool kid like inspirational because he's like he's got this entrepreneurial spirit and he's just i mean he 
he's gotten in trouble at school so many times because he competes with the school. Uh, he's, he goes and he takes all his allowance and he goes and buys candy bars and he sells them at school, right? Well, they don't like that because people aren't buying shit out of the out of the vending machines. And then people, then the teachers want to, like the principal wants to call and be like, oh, he's doing this. And it's like, well, he's selling candy. I mean, it's not like he's lacing the candy with LSD or anything. <laughs> Sell that sugar <laughs> drug, brother. Yeah, like, let him, like, whatever, man. Y'all sell candy, too. Like, you're just mad because he's out competing you. And, you know, <laughs> but, you know, so it's it's kind of one of those cool things to watch him and, and see, like, that spirit he has. But at the same time, I'm like, I look around and I'm, you know, you're, you're about my age, you know, in, in I'm in, I'm 42, so you're right around yeah, my age. 41, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we were like the last of the latchkey kids. So yeah. it, it was almost like we didn't need as much attention. You know, we were out and gone. But today's generation, they're not out and gone and doing all the time. They're inside. And they expect that parent to be there, you know, like whenever they want them. You're, like, you're on call 24-7, you know. And I'm like, man, I'm glad my kids weren't like that. I would kick them out of the house just like my parents did me. I'd be like, get out of here, man. Go ride your bike or something. You know? Yeah. Like, so, I think I heard somewhere where we were the least parented generation ever in, in in american history anyway and it, yeah. i mean it makes a lot of sense i guess there's an argument for it you know a lot of people were you know that was when the corporate woman was really you know kind of taken off in america I and mean, you look back at the, the, the 1980s they were always talking about that kind of stuff and i mean both my parents were out of the house and we you know we left by ourselves for the bus and then we came home you know by ourselves and i think that started at like seven eight years old right i mean Right. You just kind of like you either you, you did that, you knocked out chores, you, you know, if you knocked chores out, you got your homework done and you had, you know, um, you know, maybe some time to go and chill with your buddies, go play some basketball or whatever you wanted to do. Um, yeah. And it's kind of different. Like, I mean, I, I think my kids probably going to be a little bit different than most uh, being homeschooled um and growing up on a mountain out here you know they're gonna be out and about doing some other different kind of things uh maybe a little less supervised but um yeah you know you you know for the for the average you know family that's out there especially being a dad like you know remember what it was like you know is like you know i i don't know about you know how you or you know other people um kind of try to keep your kids out of serious trouble or even you know just you know, consequential trouble is just like the thing I told, tell my kids is the same thing that my dad told me after I got caught, uh, egg in my neighbor's house when I was like nine years old. Right. <laughs> it's like, you need to ask your dumb ass self, like, would you do this if I was standing over your shoulder? Yeah. And that it struck me, it hit a chord. I don't know if it, hit, you know, hit my brother, um, it, the same way, but it definitely hit me the same way or hit me pretty hard. And I was just like, that is a really, really great question for a young, especially a young man, a young woman too. I mean, to, to sit there and ask themselves, would would you do this if your dad was looking over your shoulder right now? And um, kept me out of a bunch of trouble. I don't know. I mean, you know, there's there's just there's all these little life lessons to keep these kids, you know, safe and. I, really at the end of the day as long as they're not you know hurting people and taking people's stuff like you're doing a pretty good job as a dad right and like it is it's a tough world and one of the craziest things we got to deal with now is you know like all right growing up with tech right like 
if you, if you putting yourselves in the shoes of young kids and I like, I couldn't put myself in, in the shoes of a, a little girl. I could, I can put myself in the shoes of a little boy. I know what I'd be trying to search on the internet. And, <laughs> yeah. Right. But like, you know, if you can kind of head those things off early. Um, but I tell you there, like, I think there's, I think there's something to a lot of what um, a lot of people are providing out there in terms of services and in terms of education for, you know, apps and tech that you're not aware of as a, as an adult that didn't grow up as a child with it. Right. Yeah. I remember you were, you were talking about how to, how to teach your kids lessons. And I remember when my youngest son was really small, I would, I would get home from work and I mean, it, it seemed like I would, he would, he would be in trouble constantly. He's just, he was just wild. He was just hyper. He was, he's, he's, spirited you know he's just gone he's doing his thing and um i would have to, I would, i'd be trying to like lay down like here's how you discipline yourself to do these things and i would it felt like i was spanking him like four or five times a night and it was like breaking my heart because it was like dude i spend more time disciplining you than i do enjoying your company you know and it's kind of like that jordan peterson rule don't don't let your children do things that make you dislike them and it was it was that, Is that type one of, of his deal. rules yeah yeah oh, 12 okay. rules for life it's like don't let your children do anything that will make you dislike them it's a good huh. rule if you ask me because that was what i had to i had to question myself because i had to i sat there one day and i was just like i think i heard somebody say something and it clicked that that okay this is not working for him. Like the way I'm disciplining him is not working. Like we're going to have to go a different route because it's it's breaking my heart. I don't like doing it. And I, I, he thinks I'm mad at him all the time. So what yeah. can we do that's different than, than what we've been doing? And so I implemented PT. And so, and I would put him in the, you know, I would put him in the electric chair or the push-up position until he hit yeah. muscle failure. Yeah. And I would just make him repeat integrity is doing the right thing. Even when no one is looking over it. and over and over again, courage is not the absence of fear. It is taking action despite the presence of fear over and over and over. And I just pounded these things into his head. And I remember after like two months of this, he came to me and he goes, dad. And I was like, yeah, he's like, we haven't done PT in like three weeks. And I'm like, cause you haven't been in any trouble, you know? And it was like, he enjoyed doing it. And I ended up having to tell him, go do it on your own then. Like you yeah. don't need me to tell you to do it. If you like it, just go do it. What, what age was that? Do you think? I mean, he was about it, six. It, yeah. Yeah. So, like, there, so, and to your point, there there are phases, right? Like, there are like, you know, like I I have this really easy, you know, like when they were young, right? Like I could just get loud, and you know, it for them when dad get got loud, you know, it was kind of calling down, you know, fire and brimstone, right? It's yeah, like you could you could harness that that inner marine. And, you know, the, the clouds would roll in and lightning would start to strike and, you know, the earth was about to shatter and they, they knew like, all right, stop whatever you're doing. Right. Right now, dad's really pissed off. And, you know, I kind of came to this, you know, understanding that like, I didn't want to be like the corporal punishment dad. Like I, I got the belt 
twice when I was a kid. Um, and, you know, like for anybody that's gotten the belt, um, like for me, it was, you know, it was across my butt, right? And a belt isn't going to do any real physical damage. It's going to sting for a yeah. while. And we're not talking about lashings. We're talking about, you know, a couple of little, you know, red marks, right? Right, yeah. Um, and I never had to do, like, I never really had that issue because I was like, man, I just don't want to get spanked with the belt again. It's for one thing is it's just humiliating, right? It's just like, it's one of those moments in your life that you're not proud of. And like, you start to, you start to feel a certain way. And so like, I didn't want to be, you know, that way with my kids. And I was super, I don't know, almost paranoid, like, especially coming off of, you know, being a combat vet, like definitely don't want to be, you know, stereotypical, like, you know, like I'm drinking too much or something. And, you know, if you're drinking too much and you're reacting, I think that this is probably a great thing to talk about in, in terms of like kids and discipline, especially if you're a young father with young kids and you're trying to figure out like what it is like, you can kind of just be scary when it's time to be scary. Right. Like right. that's, that's okay. Um, you know, I, I would tell you, you know, like I wish what I would have done at that age was probably, you know, instead of reacting in the moment, a lot of times, mm -hmm. just, just not stop whatever's wrong. Be really, really pissed off. And and they, that's fine if they know that you like, hey, listen, I'm going to go take a second, right? Because I'm super, super pissed. And then I'm going to come back and we're going to address this. And like that time right there alone is enough in terms of a child's psychology to start, you know, and I don't like the word torment because you're not looking to torment them, but you are, you do want them to they begin to process. Yeah. Reflect. Oh man, yeah. I did something so bad that dad had to step away physically mm. to compose himself to come back. Right. Right. So right. There's some, I mean, and that's the thing is kids are smart. We know kids are smart. They know like, Hey man, dad is going out of his way right now to, be better than what he could have been. And I think that goes in like that goes so far with not only like little kids, but just people in general, um, mm -hmm. you know, like just to be able to step away and divorce yourself from it. Um, and, you know, like once, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say like, I never spanked my kids, like, but I'm telling you like each one of my kids may have got spanked once. And it was at an age where they knew that they had really, really, really messed up. And I'm talking like physical pain to one of their siblings. Right. Mm. And that's just, that's like rule one in this house. You don't ever do that kind of stuff. Right. right. Like that's, that's where you lose your rights. Um, and then, you know, as you transition into that four five, six, you know, year old place, like that's, you know, one of those places where I found a lot of patience, man. And, and I, Thank God for, you know, that, that revelation to be able to be like, I'm going to go and cool off. And I'm not going to say it happened every time. Like there are some times where it just didn't happen, especially with physical altercation, right? It's just like, nope, this has, this is going to happen right now. And you're going to have some fury. But for the most part, like if it's something, you know, menial and something that's not all that important, man, you're going to figure that out when you walk out into the garage or the back porch or the front yard and you just say, 
oh man, God, give me strength, you know, like to, to right. deal with this in the right damn way. Please don't let me kill these kids. <laughs> yeah. right? like, yeah. like you get to that point, like you do, you come back in, man, and, and you choose your words more carefully. You're more tempered. They know that you're not playing around. And before you know it, man, I mean, you got kids that are 10 years old that you don't have to tell anything. You don't to have them. to and say a, a of, word to them. Not only that, but a lot of times, when they cut like when they do screw up when they when they really like fuck up bad man sometimes they'll be the first ones to come tell you right like hey man i and they'll come to you with tears in their eyes mm-hmm. like, i messed up bad or whatever the case is and that's that's a really cool place to be at that early where you got open enough dialogue to where your kid trusts you enough to tell you when they mess up right yeah yeah, and and that's I think that's what like was so difficult with me with with my youngest was my other kids I never had to spank them or rarely it was it was such a rare occasion I would I would raise my voice I would cast my glance I'd say hey if you keep this up I'm gonna I'm gonna spank you and they would all stop they're like whatever it was but he he wasn't a, he's still not afraid of nothing he's like whatever <laughs> bring it bitch right <laughs> you know that's just his attitude like my daughter i would be, i would be like hey and she would just start crying like immediately start crying it was like okay well that worked you know like, yeah. it was i didn't even have to like tell you what you did wrong you already knew <laughs> yeah. and so but with him it was it was such it was such a it was such a learning curve to it, it's what got me interested in looking at psychology was like wait a second like this like i can i can tell him dude i'm going to whoop your ass you need to stop now yeah and he would, all right, yeah, whatever. And he'd keep going. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, you know, like, I just want to choke you because you're not listening. Just yeah. listen. And he just, he just didn't have it in him. But I, like I said, I implemented PT within two months. He was not getting in trouble anymore. And he hadn't been in serious trouble since then. Well, one time he, he acted out when his mother and I got a divorce and uh, he went, <laughs> He went and stole, he stole $60 from one of their neighbors. And I, uh, his mom called me and she's like, do you know what your son did? And I was like, no, what did he do? And she told me, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. I was like, all right, put him on the phone. And he goes, he's like, hello, he already knew. And I was like, what did you do? He's like, I took their money. I was like, you took $60? I ain't even got $60 in my banking account. What do you need $60 for? It's, you know, like, like just made it feel stupid. Like, like, you have no need for this. And he just, and ever since then, that's when I guess he discovered, well, if I want money, I can sell shit and get money. So he just became entrepreneurial. And so. By, you know, by their own nature, man. And I, I think maybe. You know, we, we, we got about, what, seven minutes left? I think yeah, this not, is maybe not a, much time. I'm watching the a, clock for you. A cool thing to kind of uh, roll in, um, you know, you talk about being a dad and all this, you know, like not being around enough and disciplined and like those are super important roles of the father, if nothing else. The I think the, the icing, you know, for us is recognizing, you know, their their passion and their gifts um as individuals right and to be able to see those 
or, you know, let them, you know, encourage them to explore those things because, you know, like, you know, like your kid, you know, if, if, if there's a market for candy bars or whatever the case is, and he's already right. found a way to, you know, start making money, like, Hey man, you got a real <laughs> gift for identifying markets for sales, maybe. And, you know, to, to be able to do that for each one of their personalities, you know, to try to get to understand it and encourage it and, and love on them for it. And then, you know, have them, you know, teach you like, that's kind of where I'm at with my oldest for sure. And, you know, like instead of video games or the phone or, you know, whatever it is in terms of apps, like it's also, you know, on me now where we've been like, Hey man, why don't, why don't you go and, you know, use that application that, you know, I was talking to you about, why don't you get on YouTube and learn how to use this app? Why don't you learn how to, you know, do this or do that? Spend your, spend your time improving yourself. Like it doesn't have, you know, like, it, like games are games. And I realize like there's a, there's a stimulus going on that you don't even understand because of the way they're created. But there's also something that when you put in the work and you start from ground zero and something you're interested in, you start to, you know, hone a skill and build knowledge in a and use it in application, you'll be surprised. You know, this was a conversation I had is like, you'll be surprised in yourself, you know, at what you create and how quickly you can do it and how far your story travels, right? It's just like, you know, if you start documenting what you're doing now in terms of, I don't know, Legos or jujitsu or whatever the case is, and you've been like, you're kind of an expert as a 10 year old and you've been doing jujitsu for seven years, you're an expert at jujitsu for a 10 year old to give knowledge to children who are starting. How do you share that? Like, how do you start to take the things that you're passionate about and have some knowledge and some expertise in and give it to an audience of your peers? And I'll, I'll tell you, you know, to, to start seeing the wheels turning and now to catch them, you know, either on a, on a phone or a computer or something like that, where he's actually looking things up mm. to, you know, learn or build a skill set to take his knowledge and, and, and hand it out to other people. Like, like I'm like, I don't know about you, man, but I don't know. That's like 30 years ahead of where I was at that yeah, point. Like, absolutely. You know I mean? Yeah. I still haven't gotten there. I'm still trying to figure that part out. You know, like <laughs> I'm still, I'm still trying. I'm still trying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still i'm still playing tag in the in the park you know like <laughs> you know like it's still I good for you though right yeah, but, but yeah no you're right and i i think that's important and that's one thing like i i always loved writing fiction and poetry and things like that and and so knowing my own desire to be creative mm -hmm. and how much it helped me how cathartic it was for me um, growing up, I, especially like when you're going through these teenage years, when you're trying to identify who you are, you can't figure it out, which I think is a lot of the trans issue, uh, but that's another subject altogether. Um, the, you're, you're having that outlet is, is really important. And if your kid shows some sort of creative outlet, why would you tell them, Oh no, don't waste your time drawing. 
you should be doing math or English instead, you know, or history. Like, no, let them get their outlet, man. That like that yeah. could be like it's 10,000 hours to be an expert. If they get their t those 10,000 hours in before they graduate high school, you're like banking, bitch. <laughs> like, you know, like <laughs> Especially in this day and age, right? It's right. Like, exactly. Listen, man, like I know like my mom and dad told me at the time, like, hey, man, video games aren't going to get you paid. And I'm like man video games would have got me paid like i was first yes. generation i should like, have spent five, more time yeah. playing rampage oh damn right <laughs> i should have had a video camera on me doing it so that when it you know when technology <laughs> caught up i could sit there and be like hey man like, i'm an expert in 1980s video games right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. but like that's like you know and not knocking my mom and dad because i don't think you know they ever pictured uh you know, absolutely a, yeah. a future this fast right like yeah within their lifetime and you know, that's kind of where I catch myself with these guys sometimes. It's like, all right, man, you want to draw, you want to write, you want to create stories? Yes. Create, create, create. And, uh, you know, the people who are, you know, net producers in this world uh, instead of net consumers, I think are always going to be, um, you know, better off. You know, I, I just think that there's a, there's just a, a natural, you know, like, and I say that with a caveat, if you're producing things that people actually want, right? Like, right. And, yeah. um, but you have but, to produce all the shit nobody wants before you learn how to produce shit people want. Yeah, so, absolutely. Right. You, know, you have to make all the mistakes before you're good at it. That's why it takes 10,000 hours to be an expert. Well, yeah. And then here's the other part of it is like, once you get to be the expert and you've documented getting to be an expert like that story sells yeah people because, buy that too <laughs> yeah because i mean like there's hope right it's like oh wow look at this like look at you know look at where he started and and you know how things looked and how young and youthful and terrible this looks and it's just like you know you start to see like wow man like the, the those ten thousand hours like you know people call that the grind but the thing is is like when you love it and it's you know it's just what you want to be doing and you find a way to do it it's not work like that's yeah that's, that's the like, fun that's, part that's the meaning of life man that's what you're here to, to to give this world right all right plug man i know you gotta go oh man no uh you guys know me uh radicalpod.com and uh you know everything's there for you in the links and it's being updated right now um i'm, I'm gonna tell you guys uh, uh are you uh trying to I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to do it injustice if I do it. Um, but anyway, yeah, radical pod. And, and, and really I would be remiss because if we're going to, we're going to do in this crossover show, um, I, I'm going to do the intro, uh, separately for this, but I want you to plug everything, Tommy, and, uh, and tell everybody where we can find you and help you out. Yeah, man. Um, year zero, the best place to find me is libertarianinstitute.org forward slash year dash zero. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at TD Salmons. Um, and if, if they let me if back on my, recover your yeah, account. if they, if they let me back on, uh, yeah, we'll see, it, we'll see what happens there. And for my audience, man, Tommy's a great guy. This is the second time we've gotten to hang and, uh, you know, we have these, I like, I'll tell you, this is the kind of conversation I love, man. It's not politics and it's life and it's real. And it's, I'll tell you what, I've been leaning this way for a long time about just like, hey, fuck politics. Let's uh, let's do more, you know, local family, homesteading, just life stuff, man. Because yeah. I think a lot of times, you know, whether you're a single parent or a, you know, you know, a couple or whatever the, the case is in this day and age, like 
you know, there's, you're not going through this, you know, you're not the first one to do it, right? Like there are some of us that may be a step or two ahead, or maybe you've, we can learn something from you, but I tell you, like, this is a, this is a great format to do this. Well, we can, we can learn a lot from talking through these things too, you know, like, hell yeah. Yeah. Cause we all have different experiences and you might see something I don't see, or I might see something you don't see. So, I mean, that's what it's all about, you know? But yeah, man, like I said, I know you got to go, dude. I I really don't want to keep you late, but uh, I want to do this. I want to keep doing this with you because people love it. People are enjoying it. Yeah, man. Hey, I'm down as hell for this kind of stuff. What do they say? I'm down like four flats, brother. Yeah, uh, (laughs) really enjoyed it again, Tommy. And uh, yeah, let's not wait so long to do it next time. All right, brother. Ladies and gents, I hope you enjoyed that show. I hope it was different for you. I hope it gave you maybe some motivation, some reminiscence, and man, uh, I don't know, just some feel-goods out there in this crazy world. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, If you're catching this on Thursday tonight, again, reminder, uh, Tim Cast is going to be live Thursday night. Super excited and, uh, and and humbled to be invited up to do Tim's show. I mean, you know, guy's got a, a great audience. You know, I don't agree with Tim on everything, but, uh, you know, the evolution that Tim has made um, throughout the years, I think is just, you know, we need a lot more people that are willing to say, yeah, once upon a time, this is what I believed and I was wrong. Um, and Tim has definitely done that. So I'm, I'm, Totally looking forward to this opportunity. Uh, big, big time, big night tonight uh, to, to be able to get up there and do this in person, uh, especially in these times. So uh, I thank you guys first and foremost for all your support for making things like this happen. It's, it, without you guys going out there and telling your friends, telling your family, sharing content, um, you know everything that you guys do in terms of becoming patrons, in terms of reviews, bringing things to my attention, subjects people guests you name it i am always just indebted to you people and um man just just lucky to to be amongst you in this wild ride uh, especially in these times so i thank you from the bottom of my heart i hope you guys have a great weekend and enjoy the show um until next week i love you i need you peace Um, don't hurt people and don't take their stuff.